G'day, this is Mark Pesci, and welcome to Series 10 of This Week in Startups Australia. In Series 10, Twista has a singular focus. We're identifying and sharing the story of Australia's world-changing startups. The startups that when they go from zero to one, really do change the world. And not just the startups, but the founders, the investors. Australia is stepping up with some of our brightest sparks working hard to change the world. And in this episode, we'll take a look at a startup that is working hard to change the way we care for one another. That's coming right up on this episode of This Week in Startups Australia. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by Our Crowd. Our Crowd finds companies with the greatest growth potential and brings them to you. They believe in their deals and invest in them too. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at ourcrowd.com slash Australia. This Week in Startups Australia is also sponsored by User Testing. With User Testing, you'll understand it from your customer's perspective. Get real-time feedback real fast. Put yourself in your customer's shoes. Visit usertesting.com slash Twista for a free trial. User testing, real human insight. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by Zendesk. Zendesk helps startups build lasting customer experiences from the ground up with the Zendesk for Startups program. Learn more at zendesk.com slash Twista. label a startup as world-changing is actually quite a big deal because the implicit assumption is that if this startup succeeds, it radically changes the way we work. And so we've been taking a look at a series of startups through that lens. This is our sixth. It's a company called Like Family And it's a little bit different than any of the other startups we've ever spoken to in the 10 series of this week in Startups Australia. Before we speak to one of the founders, that's Matt Bertrand, let me just walk through the four metrics that we use to identify a world-changing startup. Metric one, it's an idea that actually makes the world better. I think you'll see that it has this one on stage. Metric two, it is within the realm of scientific and technical achievability. Yes, I think you're going to see that's quite the case. Metric three, It is an economically rational business. That means there's a business model for it. I think you'll see very clearly that this is also the case. And metric four, there is manageable execution risk. So as you listen to our interview with Matt Bertrand, keep these metrics in mind and we'll come back to them at the end. And we're here with Matt Bertrand, one of the co-founders of Like Family. Matt, welcome to This Week in Startups Australia. Thanks for having me, Mark. Nice to be here. So let's start off with the problem that Like Family is working to solve. What what was the genesis of the idea and how did you come up with this solution to it? Yeah, back in 2012, I was 26 years old working in corporate for 
uh, Commonwealth Bank. And I was, my, my wife and I were both very motivated to climb up the corporate ladder. And uh, we were very, you know, early in our careers. And um, I received a, you know, a phone call, the, the phone call you never want to receive from a family member that uh, both my, my parents in Canada were diagnosed with life-threatening illnesses. And um, I'm an only child. So became the primary care for both of them overnight and uh, at 26 years old. So it was a, it was a massive transformation to our lives. Um, obviously, Jenna and I had already been together for six years at this point. We met quite young. Um, so it was uh, something both of us, you know, um, had to sort of accommodate in our lives uh, financially um, and, you know, setting goals and things like that. Um, but it's whilst we were in that position uh, as primary carers, we got to experience the healthcare sector and the uh, really the 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 inefficiencies um, that were existent. The the way things were done were quite traditional, um, stuck in the sort of old way of doing things. And we saw an opportunity to do something innovative, something new, um, and and improve the lives of people like my parents who have been, who were socially isolated and lonely because of their, their illness and their disability. All right. So let's, we've gotten to the core of it. So what is it that you're doing? Yeah. So essentially what, what happened is um, we, to, to, to coordinate services for my parents, we were uh, interacting with uh, disability and aged care providers and there was no flexibility, no choice. Uh, it was expensive. Uh, there were minimum hours, minimum requirements, really no choice in control. Um, we were at the mercy of the, these organizations and it was really them providing sort of, uh, you know, basic medical support for my parents. Um, but when it came time for us to say, for example, I was at work and like finding someone to just check up on my parents at home, take them out to groceries, take them out to the beach while I'm working full time. Um, that wasn't like, there was nothing like this available. So it wasn't until one of our friends whose name is destiny. I'm not making that up. That's actually her name. Um, and destiny was a part-time school teacher, uh, also around our age, 26. Um, and she was such a lovely, reliable person offered to support us and my parents specifically, but she didn't have any qualifications in aged care disability. So she was, she was like, Hey, look, look, I don't have any qualifications, but me and your parents get along well. I love them. They're, they're so funny. Um, I'd love your dad. You know, my dad's a, an old music, jazz musician and she, she, you know, she, she, she played the ukulele, which my dad made fun of. But anyways, that's a, that's a side story. But um, the fact is that they, they had common interests and hobbies and they were a perfect match. And my parents were so happy when they were with her. They were, they were doing fun activities. And it automatically uplifted their health mental, mentally and physically. And for us as primary cares as well, it gave us peace of mind. And so we were like, hey, hold on a second. We've got millions of people like my parents who have disabilities or aging or have illnesses, injuries, diseases, and they're isolated and lonely, either because they can't afford services or because they don't have government funding or because um, there's no choice in control because the system is just too complicated. Why don't we find people in the community, locals like our friend Destiny, who are looking for casual work and match them with people like my parents? And so that's what we did. 
so we, we started uh, the business and we called it at the time, uh, Destiny felt like a hero to us. So we called it Home Care Heroes. Um, and then we rebranded in 2020 to Like Family because um, all of our customers kept saying that their, their, their social care with, like fam- with, with Home Care Heroes felt like they were family. And that's really also a name that we resonated with if we were to expand globally, because it's an expression that's commonly used across across the world when you you think about someone who's just really close to you and you you trust and that is reliable. They feel like family. So take us through this because this is something that has both the technological aspect in that it is a two sided marketplace, right? But it's also got this extremely human aspect in that it is bringing people together. So can you? Take us through how those pieces come together. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> the first thing we wanted to do is, is create a, a, a way for the technology to be as accessible as possible for someone like my parents to be able to use it. And then because of the two-sided marketplace, as you mentioned, the other side is how do we create a product that can optimize the onboard the recruitment training and onboarding of carers and how do we do that quickly and one thing that really works for us is having a, a focus on our niche provides us with this ability and this power to be able to process um, carers more rapidly than our competition and then you mix in the you know the technology which in this sector, um, most organizations uh, are were very behind uh, in terms of technological advancement and innovation. So it just hasn't been their focus. Uh, you know, we, we're playing in a, a sector where there's uh, a combination of for-private uh, but also non-for-profit um, organizations, and it just hasn't been sort of a priority for them. Um, and so for us, yeah, we became very agile. Um, we we were able to bring on to meet customer demands in, in areas that were remote or regional or that we, we didn't have any presence and we were able to onboard people quite quickly. So it's really matching the demand, but also doing it in a way where we're assessing people based on their personality. So the, the, the technology is all about bringing that community online to then go offline, but not offline off the platform in the sense of building an offline community. Um, the online part for people is important because for a lot of our um, customers, they need to build trust. They need to have that consistency of care. So it's, it's, there are people who use us one-off, but there's a, for, for more than 90% of our customers, they need reoccurring support. And it's not always with the same person. It can be with a, a variety of people. I think one of the best examples I can give about our product is one of our customers who is in his early 20s, um, has a mild intellectual disability, and really for that person, they they have over 10 different social carers, and they, they, they change between those social carers depending on the activity or depending on the goals they're trying to achieve. So, for example, they could have a person who's like a big brother figure to them who helps them with sports because that social care is into sports. And then they've got another um, care who's um, really good at, I don't know, maths and maybe they're tutoring them and helping them, you know, with their maths. And so it, 
and then maybe there's a language person and then there's a so there's really and then, and then what that does is it you know humans by nature were it's in our dna to be connecting with other humans and unfortunately um you know especially going through covid um we were all isolated so the only way that people were able to connect is on, uh, mostly online and so that's where the, our technology played a big factor in in connecting people in the communities using the, our technology and then integrating things like um, video conferencing. Um, so it's really shifted, you know, COVID obviously accelerated and shifted the, the way our, our products um, evolved. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting question uh, in terms of how our technology actually helps connect people. And it's, uh, it's one that we're really um, excited about in the future because there's quite a lot of opportunity there. And one of the things that, uh, you know, for example, if we use this young man as an example, his mother who really used the services on his behalf approached like family on his behalf um she uh you know she mentioned to us and quite quite a few of that customer persona mentioned that they like to flick through the app and and see who else has been onboarded and, and vetted in our on our platform to see what other relationships um, her son can build because yeah it's it's so important um the research around you know, isolation is uh, on your mental health and your your physical health is um, is very evident. Um, it's the you know they they say it's the equivalent of smoking fifteen cigarettes a day. So yeah, you're listening to Matt Petron talk about his business like family. You're listening to this week in Startups Australia, and we will be right back. As rising interest rates, inflation, and global complexity throw stock markets into turmoil, savvy investors are turning to alternative investments. Our crowd makes it easy for you to diversify your investments into a variety of expertly vetted, high-growth private companies across stages, geography, and industries like biotech, cybersecurity, and renewable energy. Investments like these used to be reserved for elite institutional investors. But our crowd has helped sophisticated investors from over 90 countries invest in growing tech companies. Every month, our crowd vets hundreds of companies across the globe, then brings you a select few identified for their outsized growth potential. Our crowd backs these investments. They commit their own capital and they leverage their relationships with multinational corporations and global investment leaders to help drive their portfolio companies' growth. Discover investment options beyond the stock market. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community in the world at OurCrowd.com slash Australia. That's OurCrowd.com slash Australia. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. Welcome back to This Week in Startups Australia. We're talking to Matt Bertrand, who is co-founder with wife Jenna Leo of the startup Like Family. So, Matt, let's talk about the business model for Like Family. 
how does the business work? What, how do you guys make money off of connecting people together in this two-sided marketplace, carers and then the people they're going to be caring for? Yeah, so we wanted to create a model that was providing the, the first thing we we wanted to create a model. And again, it's important going back to the stories. It was creating a model that was about solving our own personal problems. And in doing so, the, the, the things we were looking for were um, providing flexibility for for people who need support providing uh, accessibility so in the sense of yes the technology and the product need to be accessible um, but also accessible can within that falls affordability um, my parents weren't eligible for government funding and so we wanted to create a model competitively and again being having a niche helps us be very competitive at a price point where people, uh, our competitors struggle to compete at. And um, so so the, the the model is really based on a, a clip. So we take a, a 23%, roughly 23% clip of the hourly rate that we charge per bookings. And that covers, you know, administration costs that goes into um, onboarding carers and, and maintaining, you know, insurance and compliance and safeguards in place. So there's quite a lot of admin work in the background that happens to deliver an outstanding quality service and platform product for our customers. So it's really actually quite simple, just taking a clip of that. Over time, we started off with a B2C segment and we've evolved into uh, creating a B2B segment as well, because we, our business model then has um, the, the market. You say you start off on the B2C segment. What do you mean by that? Because I think of this as being, okay, person to person, right? So, so when you went to B2B, how did that change? Uh, could you break that down a little bit for us? Yes, certainly. So the, yeah, originally, the early adopters of our product were family members, uh, people with disabilities themselves, and they're direct consumers. Um, yeah, so people uh, going onto the platform, either searching for someone to support them socially uh, or at home, or um, they would post an activity, which is essentially the equivalent of a job. We call them activities on our platform because, again, we're all about the social element. And so they would post a social activity and people would apply for it and carers would apply for it. Um, but what the more when, when we started, yeah, and, and another ironic thing is we built this business to solve our problem. My parents were 55 and 75 years of age, respectively. And in our first year, we didn't have one customer over the age of fifty-five. <laughs> they were actually, they were actually all in their twenties, believe it or not. Like we actually discovered the NDIS as a result of this, and it was so wow, eye-opening that we had so many young people that were also identifying as being isolated and lonely. And so, um, so yes, and of course. People aren't looking in that direction. They don't expect that from people in that age because people tend to be the most connected when they're younger, right? We expect it in older people. So we haven't built any of the support systems for people in that age. So that became clear very quickly to you. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mark. Yeah, it's a kind of, we, we, we saw a problem that we were experiencing and in solving it, we identified 
well, actually, this problem is bigger than we think. Um, and so that that made the opportunity for us. Wow, this yeah, the opportunity is big, um, and the mar the, the addressable market is big as well. So, look um, in terms of the how we uh, sort of move towards B two B, and that's and again identifying problems in the in the sector that are uh, arising and one of them is a workforce crisis amongst uh, multiple disability and aged care organizations and you've got traditional um, labor agencies um but again they focus um again very traditional agencies that will focus on labor labor model uh to deliver basic physical needs like personal care and nursing um but again there's no agencies focusing on social support and so and, and experiences. So we went to B2B organ, uh, organizations, small, medium, and large disability care organizations and, and said, look, we can get you a workforce to help augment your existing workforce. So we're not going to replace your workforce. We're actually complementing your workforce. So in a, in a sector that has over 10,000 providers, um, this is where we see ourselves winning is uh, complementing and, and collaborating with what are our closest competitors. All right. So what does then the growth look like going forward, I guess, first in Australia, but then was this something that you can take internationally as well? Yeah, absolutely. This is the other thing. When we created the model, we wanted to, we didn't want to be limited to NDIS or Australia. We want to create a model that can, that has legs in the UK, Canada and US. And so um, we already, we've, we've traveled to the UK and um, US and Canada, uh, where, where I'm from, and uh, we've done some market research there. And the opportunity in those three countries, primarily those three countries, is uh, attractive, um, to say the least. They all have different go-to-market strategies. For example, in the US, um, we know everybody is very, very well known that the, uh, the healthcare sector is very uh, state dependent. Um, but there is one common factor in the United States, and that's uh, some of the large health insurance uh, providers. And there's actually a startup in the US um, that we are, have an eye on, that we keep an eye on, um, called PAPA. And they're really interesting uh, because they have a very similar mission to us, but their focus is on college students and matching college students with uh, seniors in retirement homes. And so they were able to, they were valued in November, 2021 at $1.4 billion. And they have partnered with over 96 uh, insurance providers in the U S and the insurance providers are allowing their customers to claim for companionship services. And so this is the beginning of a new vertical, something around the world. The UK appointed a minister for loneliness in 2018. Japan appointed a minister for loneliness. This is a growing, growing um, vertical for us. And so we're, we're, we feel like we're spearheading it. And we've got um, sort of, in Australia specifically, we've got first movers advantage now. So yeah, uh, the opportunity to go overseas is um, yeah on the cards. How much... Do you, do you know that you're going to have to change to deal with the different structures of the health system, but also the different cultures of how people ask for and receive help, right? Because it's the two things. It's the business, but then it's the human part. Have you have you started to understand how that will work as you expand? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, and it's very unique to each country. Um, the, the, the first thing we look at in expansion is the the landscape of the market and where 
uh, we would probably look at where funding and how, say, our our primary customers, the, the, a lot of the, the, the work we're doing in Australia is, is also testing. Um, so when we go overseas, we go, okay, well, the same customer persona, say, in the U.S., where are they getting their funding from? That's probably the first place we'd start. Okay, and is it sustain? Is their funding sustainable? Is it is our price point then an attractive offer to them? Um, so there's a lot of criteria to look at, and then like you said, culturally, in, in we know that in South Asian countries, um, for for a lot of those countries, it's uh, you look after your your elders, or you you've got you you the elders move into your house, and so there's uh, yeah there's a lot of factors to consider in that. So it would be. Yeah, it would be really interesting when we get there. This financial year, we're really focused um, on uh, closing our Series A race so we can um, uh, continue our, our growth in Australia because there's a, still a lot of market share to to um, capture in, in Australia. And then we will be looking at our international expansion. We're talking with Matt Petron, co-founder of Like Family, and we'll be right back. Experience what your customer experiences with user testing. Whether you're launching a new product, prototype, or marketing campaign, you'll get video feedback straight from the people who you want to reach most. The user testing human insight platform lets you understand it all from their perspective, and it allows you to target your exact audience, ask any question or request to perform tasks, and most valuably, get a window into their world. Unlike focus groups, which can take weeks or even months to deliver results, With user testing, you get to see real reactions and hear real opinions really fast in real time at the speed business demands. Very quickly, you get insights into what's working and what's not, so you can adjust your message, refine your UI, and understand exactly how people are responding to and interacting with your product, service, or brand. The result? You feel what your customer feels, so you can build the best experience imaginable. For a free trial, visit usertesting.com slash twista. User testing real human insight. Welcome back to This Week in Startups Australia. We're here with Matt Bertrand, who's co-founder of Like Family, offering caring services and a two-sided marketplace between the individuals who need those services, the customers, and the people who are providing them. All right, Matt, you are in an area that has a lot of regulation around it. You're interfacing with the NDIS in Australia. There's a lot of stuff around that. Does that create execution risk for like family and that you're working in this environment? What are the dangers for you? Can the law suddenly change? Can the way that people decide to work? What do you see as the things you need to be careful of? Yeah, good question. And there's with uh, at different times in the business, those risks uh, vary. Some new risks uh, appear, and and the yeah the landscape constantly changes. And also, you know, in respect to tailwinds, like at the moment we've got a lot of tailwinds. But in, to answer your specific questions around risks, look, brand reputation. Um, when you're working in a sect in a healthcare industry, uh, reputation is important. Um, ensuring you deliver quality and you don't compromise 
necessarily fast growth for quality. Like you, you definitely, that sort of um, pendulum, I guess, or the, uh, the, the amount of, of work you put in into quality, because if you have a bad situation and something comes out and it leaks, say, for example, bad publicity, like bad, yeah, bad PR, that's, it, it can have some consequences to your business. So you're really, for us, and if, and really going back to what we value and why we created this business, we just want to, we want to improve people's lives through social connection. So it, it really comes down to that quality. And another risk I'd probably call out, and this is for most startups um, that are in tech, is the cybersecurity that is uh, increasing. So there's more and more reports, uh, you can, and you can see it quite regularly on, on the news and in articles. Um, yeah, the, 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 the scams are increasing, uh, screening of, of databases and things like that. So, And they're getting more sophisticated. So that is always something that's on our minds. Um, and, and of course, look, uh, the pandemic would normally be something that's on most startups list, but for us, we're an essential service. And although it does impact our business because it does slow down growth, but we can still grow and continue operating as a business. It doesn't completely stop us because yeah, we're an essential service. So those are, those are, I'd probably say the three big ones, um, and you know, obviously, we've got meet against uh, against these risks, and um, yeah. All right, final question, which is the big vision. The whole theme of Series Ten is world changing startups, so that when they go from zero to one, the world is transformed. So let's take like family to scale, and maybe not just in Australia but around the world. How has it changed the way we're thinking of how we relate? to the care and the connection that we need. Yeah, I, I think the best way I can share this vision is since moving my parents to Australia in 2012, my dad passed away after a year in, in Australia, unfortunately. Uh, as a result, my mom had to be deported because she was no longer eligible on his, because she was a secondary applicant on his visa. She went back to Canada. It was very sad. I don't want anyone to feel bad about it because now the situation is like it's okay where we've come to terms with it and she's she's happy and back in her village in Canada but the reason I give this context is because there's probably other people in the world that are or listening that have gone through something similar or can relate and so my mom is living in her tiny apartment at in Canada and there's no supports like this that exists over there and I've no matter how hard I've looked um it's there's just nothing like this that exists out there and so my vision is that like family is accessible globally so that people like myself can jump on a nap find someone like destiny to go and take my mom out there's a festival in in say montreal it's an hour away where my mom lives can someone please take her like that's that's where that's where we want to go so there you have it like family is clearly an idea that will actually make the world better and a more caring place. It is clearly within the realm of scientific and technical achievability. There appears to be a business model and not just a business model for Australia, but a business model that should work with adaptations throughout the world and execution risk. Yes, if they can manage to grow well and keep the human component at the core of what they do as a business, they will be able to navigate 
execution risk. And that is exactly why Like Family is our seventh world-changing startup. We'll be right back. The fastest growing companies have great products and great customer service. You build the great product and Zendesk will help you build great customer experiences that make your customers come back, just like Jason Calacanis. Jason has a very public obsession with amazing customer service and relies on Zendesk for his launch syndicate. Jason's limited partners use Zendesk to reach out to him about each of his deals. Zendesk also handles inbound inquiries from startups looking for investors. Zendesk helps Jason provide the kind of customer service he demands. Apply for the Zendesk for Startups program to get their industry-leading customer service software free for six months. You'll also get access to Zendesk's community of startup founders and partners, plus dedicated onboarding guidance and support. Zendesk has everything you need to deliver the amazing customer experiences that will make your product a success. To learn more about Zendesk for Startups, visit zendesk.com slash twista. Big thanks to Twista sponsors OurCrowd, User Testing, and Zendesk. Thanks to Jenna Leo and Matt Bertrand for coming on to our show. This show was written and produced by Mark Pesci and beautifully mixed by Luke Station. Come visit our website at thisweekinstartups.au. It's got everything. It's got all the shows, all the interviews, all the photos, and all the links to all the stories. So check it out at thisweekinstartups.au. We're taking a short break and we'll be back in a few weeks with our final episodes in Series 10 and our final three world-changing startups. Who will they be? Well, you'll have to find out. Until then, this is Mark Pesci thanking you for listening.